Welcome to the We Sweet Podcast. Hey, my sisters, let's all inhale. Now hold one, two, three, four, five, and exhale. One, two, three, four, five. You got it. We are breathing deep because we are chatting about anxiety and depression today. Are you always anxious and can't seem to ever feel at ease? Or are you always down, unmotivated, and just rather sleep? Either way, there are things that trigger us, even if it's hereditary, there are still triggers. And we're going to find out how to create moments of relief and better address our needs. But before we get started, my sister, Dr. Latasha Johnson, a licensed professional counselor, will provide a quick disclaimer. We Sweet does not provide any medical or professional advice on podcast radio and social media. Anything said should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action or inaction as a result of any of the content you consume on We Sweet's social media and podcast, this is based solely on your decision, and We Sweet cannot be held liable for any of the consequences of such action or inaction. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. How yes. are you? I'm doing well, sis. How about yourself on this beautiful Sunday? I am a little tired. I feel like it's a little in my voice, but you know me, when I get together with you, I'll turn it up a notch. You know, I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. <laughs> yes, we're going to make it do what it do. Yes, yes. You know, all I need is the people and I, I, I kind of slowly but surely come alive. But, um, but yeah, let's talk about this thing called anxiety and depression. I think we called this when you will breathe again. Mm. Um, and I like that you will breathe again. So I want to just get straight to it. Let's talk about this first question today. Um, and oh my gosh, you know what? I feel so kind of out of it right now. I don't even know <laughs> if I asked you, how are you? <laughs> That's okay, sis. I am doing well. It is Sunday rest day. <laughs> okay. Sunday rest day. So with cooking and church and, and, you know, just the Sunday test, the usual, of course, I would like to be resting, but you know, we got to get the message to the people. We do. So, we do. So, so I'm up and I'm going to do my best. And we will do our best and do it efficiently or as efficiently as we can. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Don't charge it to my heart. I, Never. I just, <laughs> yes, my energy levels are depleted. I've been moving really fast. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. let's kick it off with this first question. Why do I feel misunderstood having anxiety or depression? Um, and with that, that thought process of misunderstood, Um, I think you and I both, um, you and I both chatted a little bit when we got ready to kind of log on and and talk about some of these hard questions and, and sometimes misunderstood can feel like alone as well. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open it up and let you kind of take off this. Yes. Yes. So just to repeat the question kind of, why do I feel misunderstood or alone? Mm -hmm. Uh, in my anxiety and depression right Mm -hmm. so feeling alone and isolating yourself from others can be both a cause and a symptom of anxiety and depression 
a great example of this would be that some people experience anxiety because anxiety and or depression because they feel isolated Mm -hmm. while others may feel the need to be alone just to reduce their symptoms of anxiety and depression so regarding the person's unique uh, wants and needs as it relates to the aforementioned Mm -hmm. now to those who may feel misunderstood or as if their support is not supporting in the manner that they need and I believe we discussed this in a previous episode my answer is to connect with those who understand your views Mm -hmm. i.e. a therapist Just because you're in a circle or your go-to people or persons doesn't see things from your view, this does not mean that what you're feeling isn't real. They just cannot understand it. And guess what? That is okay. Everyone can't do everything. Mm -hmm. My go-to answer, again, is to connect with the therapist where force those around you to see and understand your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. When I think about this first question feeling misunderstood with having anxiety, depression, or feeling alone. Um, I am touched in a space with the feeling misunderstood just because I have experienced individuals in my life that have felt that way. So I really want to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, So I think I would take the position that feeling misunderstood can occur when you are battling things that others just haven't experienced. And we have talked about that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes people have an idea in their head of what anxiety and depression should look like. Mm -hmm. And if they have had an experience, some people don't have the experience. Some people have had the experience with themselves and how their anxiety works or their depression works, or they've had the experience with a loved one. And they're not able to relate to how it affects you. So you'll hear them say things like, you know, I don't understand how um, you have anxiety, but yet you put all these things on your plate. Mm -hmm. So if you are already stressed out and you are, you know, breathing heavy, you know, um, you feel like it's just so much going on and, and you can't tackle everything. If if that's how you feel and you say you have anxiety, I don't understand why you keep putting things on your plate. Well, I'm going to use myself in this example. Um, and I want to use other people per se, because I haven't gotten their permission and I don't like to do that if I haven't. So I'll use myself. I am queen B of putting <laughs> so much on my plate Mm -hmm. I mean um I think I talked to you about this sis because this question was I was like this whole this whole season is a lot but I told you when we got to this one I was like oh this is gonna be hard this one in the the episode PTSD it's gonna be hard for me because we in my backyard (laughs) But, (laughs) but if I may be very very real with you guys anxiety for me I put more on my plate because that is how I and I'm not going to say this is the right thing to do. Let me give that first. This I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. I'm just saying it's what I do. Putting more things on my plate keeps me from dealing with an idle mind. Um, and I think we're going to talk about idle mind in this episode too. But if the more I have to stay busy, the less I have to think about what I'm really dealing with. 
So I'm putting off the mountain of things that may be going on because it's easier for me to just superwoman and power through it. So that looks like working sometimes 12 to 16 hour days. And I'm not saying you should do that. You should, you should, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying these are my struggles. And I understand those of you who are listening that struggle that way. And back to this question, those of you who have anxiety and you don't function that way, maybe you shut down, maybe you don't want to talk to nobody, maybe you isolate and you need to go to the cabins for a few weeks because that's your safe haven. We all deal with anxiety or depression differently. So it looks different for different people. So I would charge those who may be listening that maybe you don't struggle with this and you know somebody who does and you're you're frustrated talking to them because you're like, well, you, I don't know why you do this if this is what's wrong with you. Please, please, please be patient with them and listen to them because a lot of times if they are willing to talk about it, they will tell you why they function this way when they're dealing with this thing. And it may not be according to the way you think it should look. Mm-hmm. Um, same with depression. There are days where somebody is not at their best and they are totally shut down. And there are days where they have a burst of energy and you're, you're like, well, is that person really depressed? Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks different and how people cope with it is different. So unless you have studied this and are a clinician in this, please, please just be patient with people. That's all I have to say right there. Mm-hmm. And, and if I can add, sis, there is nothing wrong with saying, hey, this is out of my scope. I believe, friend, we should talk to someone else about this who, who can address this. Because like you said, regarding the depression example, just because my depression doesn't look like what you envision doesn't mean I'm not experiencing depression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people push their perceptions off on people and then we get labels as weak. Right. Mm -hmm. Which which causes people to feel alone or misunderstood. And it's harder to open up because you're you're, I'm weak. Who wants to be labeled as weak? Yeah. 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 I I can tell you from personal experience that I have put tons of things on my plate and I've even been called out by somebody before who flat out said to me, you know what? I think that you busy yourself so much so that you don't have to slow down and deal with life. And they were so right. But in that moment, I was so hurt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it was the truth. You know, it was the truth. And and sometimes it's hard to hear the truth when you're trying to cope because you want comfort. And that's not the way you thought the comfort was going to show up. (laughs) We talked about that, too. So I'm not going to go there. We talked about that last episode. Go play play. I'm not going to go back on that. But um, sometimes the hard truth um hurts and just because and I want to I want to plug this as well just because you do struggle with anxiety or depression doesn't mean that you um won't be and I might I might say these words wrong so y'all bear with me but for lack of a better way to articulate this just because you struggle with these things does not mean that your support system who does genuinely care about you will not try to hold you accountable for continuing to work the process. So Mm -hmm. that person who said that to me, while it stung in the moment, I needed to hear that because it held me accountable to 
this is something you do, you're avoiding, and you need to process that. You don't need to keep mm-hmm. avoiding because you're going to have a meltdown soon if you keep running from what you're running from. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes um, people are holding you accountable and it hurts, but you need to just, again, through this whole season, revisit your circle because you know who is truly there for you and cares and you know who is just being judgmental. So, you know. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we can take it to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, why do I feel like I cannot come up for air? Okay, sis. Mm. Sis, I like this question. Let me tell you why. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind, sis, do you remember the song, Tell Me How I'm Supposed to Breathe with No Air? <laughs> yes. Jo- yeah, yeah. That was Jordan Sparks. <laughs> Jordan Sparks, and I think uh, Chris Brown was featured on it. Yes. But yes. Look at us knowing our music. I know, right? <laughs> ain't too old. Ain't too old. But <laughs> when reading this question, that was the first thing that came to mind because I love asking my clients to relate their emotions to a song. I love music therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that came. So when just looking at just a few research, right? Mm-hmm. Research suggests that this symptom is most aligned with anxiety concerns over depression. And not saying that we're telling you you're wrong or because research says this, no, you are unique and everyone's mental health looks differently. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's the same label or not, it looks differently. So to continue, right. the explanation is that when the body begins to experience anxiety, it will transition into fight or flight mode to protect itself from immediate mm. threats. So mm-hmm. this sends most of your oxygen to your muscles, which is why you may feel that shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to come off up with air, but also too, if you're so weighed down. Mm-hmm. With many emotions, whether it's emotions of sadness, grief, of uh, uh, anger, trauma, it can it can feel hard to breathe. It can impact you physically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the way you put that. <laughs> <laughs> I love, and I'm so I'm so thankful that you you got into fight or flight mode too. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you, you know, this, this was going to be a little bit of a triggering episode for me, this one in particular and PTSD one. Um, but I have been there many, many times I've had panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had panic attacks where, you know, EMTs had to come whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think I've told everybody before, but I struggle with OCD so my anxiety and OCD are wrapped into each other um so uh for me the way that my anxiety shows up is through my OCD uh Mm. but any anyway um I have had times where I have you know not been able to catch my breath and I know there are a lot of people out there that know that feeling so exactly when you were talking about it we can relate we know it You feel Mm -hmm. like your chest is tight, the room is closing in, you can't see straight, start like, you know, um, feeling like somebody flashed a camera in your eyes, like everything, your mouth start watering, everything just, it's just all in one time so quickly. And next thing you know, you can't breathe. So my, um, my two cents, which I feel like echoes yours, um, when you feel like you cannot come up for air, 
is it's because we fall into our thoughts. Mm-hmm. But but those thoughts are not facts. Um, it's fear trying to make you believe that those things are true and they're not. And I think when I was going through a really rough time, my baby sister uh, was my saving grace at one point in, in a lot of ways. Uh, some I'm not going to say, but <laughs> she was my saving. <laughs> she was my saving grace. And I just remember her telling me that only focus on what's real um the things that your mind is telling you isn't Mm -hmm. real that's not true focus only on what's true and I don't think that's exactly how she said it but that's the sentiments of it and I felt like in that moment I had been going through this thing challenging um that was very challenging and it was hard to describe to people and it's like I didn't even have to describe it to her she just mm-hmm. said something that just lifted me up. It ju- mm-hmm. it just made all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. And and her reminding me that my thoughts are trying to attack me and that that's not real. It it was just her saying it to bring me back and ground me. And it taught me honestly how to in in tough moments, especially late at night, to kind of coach myself out of it like, you know, okay, that's not real, you know, that's what your mind is saying, but that's not real. And so I've learned how to do that for myself a little bit. But um, anyway, yeah, that's what I have to say about that one. That's a good one, sis. Thank you. Yeah, I want to use myself as an example because I don't want to tell nobody else's business. So, I, you know, when we go through these questions, I'm trying to make it real for people so they know you're not the only one feeling that. And there are people out here that do understand exactly what you're feeling. And even if you hear something, it's like, well, that doesn't happen for me that way. We, we've acknowledged that we know that too. There may be a totally different experience for you, but even that you're not alone because there's probably somebody that is going through it the way you are. Absolutely. And so, you know, absolutely. given the best example. Right. You said something, though, that I got to come back and kind of, you know, I try to make light of this season when I can. It's hard season to do. It is a hard season to do. (laughs) But um, but you said something about you like to get your clients to tell you how they're feeling with the song. Mm -hmm. And when you said that, I thought of a song that I feel like I relate to. But I feel like if I say it, it's going to be very clear that I need to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say um, this. Let me, let me lighten that low for you. I truly believe every individual can benefit from going to therapy. Yes. Yes. Every individual can mm-hmm. benefit from going to therapy. And I, I'll, I'll go as this far. You truly are so sure of yourself. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with the conversation? Right, right. And I think I think I'm we should. It. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should. And I have, you guys, it was a, a lighthearted joke, but I have. Um, you know, I wouldn't gonna get my treatment without it for my OCD, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but in all seriousness though, yeah, um, I don't know that I should have been thinking of this song, but I was thinking of, which I think I let it, I think I let this promo season one, but it is Six Inch Heels by Beyonce. 
Okay, sis, um, don't judge me. I gotta hear it. I gotta. I don't know. It. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, you come back to me and hit me tomorrow. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Girl, I we'll, hope the beehive ain't listening. I'm sorry. Yes, you can. We can decompress me then. <laughs> Uh, um. Yes, but there's a part in the song. I work hard for the money. I work hard for the money. Um. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um. Why do I feel weak when discussing my symptoms? Oh, I believe uh-huh. this one came up again. Um. Or maybe kind of, sort of, right? And mm-hmm. so, what I would say to that is shame and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. shame and embarrassment there may have been a time when you tried to communicate your mental health or even how you were feeling because I don't want to rid out e- human emotion right mm-hmm. but you tried to communicate how you were feeling to someone and you expected them to understand how to support you and they didn't so now when it comes to communicating it relates to your mental health you feel shunned you may feel weak because someone made you feel weak or, or is it that perceiving, not that someone has done it yet, but you perceive those around you mm-hmm. to give you an answer that you feel may not be as supportive? Right, right. I think what I uh, want to say to that is hinging on the latter half of what you just said, mm-hmm. that vulnerability is hard. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is especially hard when we judge ourselves and are being hard on ourselves. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of plays into what you were saying about perceiving what mm-hmm. someone else's um, response is going to be. Sometimes we perceive that they won't be supportive because we've already made up in our minds how we view the situation for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I feel like people are going to um, treat me differently or not invite me to certain things because I have, you know, anxiety and depression. Mm. Um, so you, you've already decided for yourself without even talking to them how they're going to treat you and label you. And you're being hard on yourself because you can't control these things about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you all, so you isolate and, and you don't feel comfortable discussing your symptoms. Mm-hmm. Beautiful um, And, and... I can't say this enough. I know my sister can't say this enough. I know we really went into it on last episode, but it it really has a lot to do with your support system because mm. some of this stuff is very, very hard and it's a daily battle. It's a mm. daily battle for some of us. And mm-hmm. so if that's the case, you know, surround yourself with people that won't cast you out because of this thing that you deal with. Thanks, sis. I don't know what God is doing because this has come up a lot. Those words, um, um, circle, uh, isolation, mm-hmm. you know, support systems. I'm, mm-hmm. We're hearing that repeatedly. <laughs> every, episode. Every, season, every episode. Every <laughs> episode when dealing with mental health. And one thing I've noticed as a practitioner, people admitting their shortcomings are what they perceive as shortcomings to strangers than w- those who are close to us. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And I, I really challenge us um, as we get towards the end of this season to really, really evaluate those support systems. And that doesn't mean that you got to kick people out of your life, mm-hmm. but it do- it does mean that 
You need to, oh, Lord Jesus, you need to, um, let me use my sister's words accurately. You need to check what's in your cup and what's in their cup. Mm-hmm. 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 It hit me so fast, I wanted to make sure I said it right. <laughs> <laughs> you did, sis. And, and, and to plug it again, not saying isolate from those persons. Mm-hmm. You should be strategic about who you can go to for certain things and who you can't, and that is okay. If I can give you just a real life example quickly, you know when folk get married, one thing seasoned married folks tell you, keep your family out your business. They didn't say do a with your family. They didn't say mm-hmm. cut your family off, but but what happens in your marriage stays in your marriage and not others. You have to apply those same principles in Mm -hmm. other areas of your life. You may have someone that you can consult with regarding scripture Mm -hmm. that you may not be able to consult. You may, but you may be able to have someone you can resonate regarding mental health. And then your person over there, you may not, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That because I have history with a person, I'm supposed to be able to do everything with that person. And that's not realistic. Yes. And um, one of my good friends that I go to church with, he had me listening to um, this lady. She also has a podcast and she is a a relationship expert. She's done a whole lot of work. Her name is Esther Peril. And one of the um, talks that she's done, you can find her on YouTube, Esther Peril is her name. One of the things that she says is that, and she was speaking in a relationship context, but this, this uh, romantically, but this applies to any relationship in our life. You cannot expect one person to be everything to you. Mm-hmm. You, you. You can't. You set yourself up to be disappointed when you expect one person to be absolutely everything to you. Um, So think about that and know that when you're struggling with these things like anxiety and depression, you may want certain people or a a specific person to comfort you, talk you down when you're having a moment. You may want them to encourage you, uplift you. You may want them to, you know, go to therapy or drop you off at therapy. You may want them to do so many different things, but that person may not be able to do it all. And quite frankly, nobody can be everything to you, which really drives home your faith life. You know, God is sufficient. And I think there's a, I think there's a devotion I did. I don't remember the title of it right now. It escapes me, but in that devotion, it also talks about us um, learning how to rest on God's strength because as human beings, we are not built. We don't have the capability to carry everything for someone else. I cannot carry some, all of someone's life for every single problem they have. I, I cannot, even if my heart wants to, I'm not capable. I'm not built that way. But I know somebody who is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when you start to feel like that, check the pulse of your faith life as well to say, hey, I'm expecting this person to show up in so many ways and they're disappointing me and it hurts. Take some of those things in prayer to God and, and release them that way. 
and do your do your work with your therapist, your counselor. Do do that work as well because it's not one thing. It's a multitude of these things that will help you navigate this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Co-signed. Love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm going to uh, cheers you with my, my teacup over here. I'm on chamomile today. Yes. <laughs> chamomile and I'm sitting here trying to get <laughs> rehydrated <laughs> this heat is vicious down here in Louisiana folks um, and I'm sipping on my good old body armor trying to replace some of those those nutrients that I need to make sure I'm not passed out in this year. as we approach August you know, um, it's so funny. You said you said something about the Louisiana heat. I was talking to a friend today and I said, you know, I think I'm going to run over and go to this coffee shop that I go to. And I said, um, I'm thinking about walking. And she said, have you been outside today? And she said, you might want to take a bottle of water. I said, and you know, you guys, I'm in Atlanta. I said, um, that's okay. I get in the car. <laughs> And look, that's and look, it's, it's literally like a three minute drive. <laughs> but yes, you know, uh-uh, I am not one to sweat, honey. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, I think we're on our last one here. Is this a phase or will this be a part of my life forever? Okay, so what I have, sis, is feelings of anxiety and depression doesn't really vanish forever. Like, you don't get over it per se. You Mm -hmm. just learn how to adjust with those symptoms and our feelings. Mm -hmm. Anxious feelings, depressed feelings are just like any other feeling you have. Sadness, happiness, frustration, anger, love, so on. Just like you can't ever eliminate those emotions from your brain per se, you can't really eliminate feelings of anxiety and depression once and for all as well. Again, the idea is to learn how to cope with those feelings and how to manage those triggers and emotions. As I think we mentioned on a prior episode, you don't really get over it. Mm-hmm. The intensity of it is what decreases over time. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I, um, my answer is not long on this one. It's fairly short and it is an answer that I feel like applies to this whole season, every single episode, whatever one may be dealing with, but specifically for this episode, anxiety and depression, it's a process. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's my answer. It's a process. And that process looks different for everybody. So if you meet somebody else who tells you that they have anxiety and um, they look like they're doing well today, you don't know the different things that could be going on with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to give examples because, again, I like being very practical here, but that person could be getting treatment in therapy and have a counselor that person could be getting medical interventions such as medication that person could be hiding behind some of their anxiety Mm. and look very bubbly and chipper and had you know two cups of coffee maybe three and they have stacked up their desk full of projects so that they can't feel it Mm-hmm. We, now I've already, you know, talked about myself, so I'm not going <laughs> to throw myself under the bus anymore, but, <laughs> but 
you may look at somebody else and say, well, I, I don't understand if they're doing better. I should be able to not kick this thing. I should be able to do well. Why does this other person have depression and I can't get out of bed? I just can't. I tried. I tried. I, I can't deal with my family. I can't deal with people. But this other person struggles with depression. They seem okay. You don't know what a person's process is. So don't, I think my sister said this too before, don't judge yourself according to someone else. Mm-hmm. work on your steps and your process with your counselor. Yes. Mm-hmm. So be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. Be very, very gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'll add this to assist. I don't care how often you talk to someone. It doesn't matter um, how much time <laughs> you spend with someone. People share what they want to share. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're battling behind, and I've I've ran with some of the best women, and heck, I may be one of the best <laughs> because I am. I've been told I am great at putting on a strong face, mm-hmm. right, and and can be battling something so heavy, and you'll never know it. And that's that's a lot of us who mm-hmm. feel like we have to take on so much more than ourselves Mm -hmm. and I know the field of work you're in I know the field of work I'm in we're constantly dealing with a lot of people and helping people Mm -hmm. we have professions that help people Mm -hmm. and when that's the case we tend to put on our armor and Mm -hmm. whatever we're feeling we check it at the door and say I got to do this thing right now I can't feel that right now can't focus on that right now but unfortunately unfortunately what you push under the rug eventually. <laughs> eventually. Yes. It's going to become exposed. It will. It's going to pile up and leak over. And, and I want to plug this too. Since I love you so much. I caught that. You shouted the business out. I heard you say, put on your armor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're in Louisiana, Texas, Atlanta. I'm coming for you. Baby, hook up with armed with resilience. This is going to plug you with the information so you can know how to arm yourselves as well. Thank you for that, sis. You ain't even tried. <laughs> yes, yes. I, um... I, I'm waiting. I mean, I know technically it's conflict of interest. I'm going to have to, uh, you know, deal with somebody else but I don't have to practice, but I don't know about all that. <laughs> yes. yes, well, I think I have some points for us um, to get ready to close this out. But before I do, I want to, um, to my sister's point, tell you how you can connect with us. To our listeners, If you enjoyed this chat today and you're looking for your community or looking to dive deeper into your health and wellness, check us out on Instagram. You can find me at Dr. Dakeese L or search the hashtag WeSweetPodcast. To connect with Dr. Latasha Johnson on Instagram, you can check her out at Armed With Resilience. Um, So, yes, we were talking about that armor a few minutes ago. So I want to go back and give us a couple of tips. Um, We were talking about feeling misunderstood or alone, dealing with anxiety and depression. And I think we kind of sum that up to people just can't always understand your experience. And even if they've had an experience with it, your process will look different. And we've called people that are listening, whether they struggle with this thing or not, 
to just be patient with people because it's not going to be your expectation of how they should be going through the experience. It okay. is what they're truly experiencing, not your expectation. And then I think we had our second question coming up for air. Um, and we referenced that to our sister Jordan Sparks, who sung that song. Uh, but and we'll, we're gonna, we will check on me and my song preference. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> this other tip you are not your fears. Your fears are not factual. Um, I think that's kind of pretty much where we landed there, um, that we're sometimes afraid of what our mind is telling us. So just remind yourself that those thoughts are not facts. Um, and then number three, we landed on um, it being difficult to discuss your symptoms and that's because of fear of vulnerability, of feeling weak, and fear of sometimes your perceived notion of how you think other people are going to label you or feel about what you are fighting through. And finally, um, will it last forever? I think me and my sis have agreed with um, you guys that this is a process. And so get some clinical help. And even if you're not dealing with these things, I ask you to forward this episode to somebody that is. And even if you're not, still check what's in your cup. You should still have therapists, not because something is wrong. You should have a therapist before something is wrong. And I mm -hmm. think we've already talked about that too. So I won't drive that one um, too far into the ground. <laughs> if you are seeking professional support, please follow up with your local mental health agencies. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining us in the suite. Don't forget to follow the We Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and at me on Insta at Dr. Dekeese L. It's in the podcast bio. See you guys soon. Mm -hmm.